Welcome to Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Time to call in with your gripes, opinions, theories, and conspiracies. Here's your chance. Don't blow it. Only on News Radio 890, 92.5. ADXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Happy Friday morning to you. It's the 11th day of February, 2022. So it's 21122, right? Lots of alliteration or something in the numbers there. Repetition something. I'm Andy Griffin. Thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate all the listeners. I've had an opportunity the last few weeks to get out and meet people. Uh, and, and when I was, you know, going through my sickness, I was so happy that all the people reached out to me and, you know, worried about my health and stuff. And, uh, I'm on the rebound. I'm still, I, you know, maybe 95%, maybe not, not 100% where I was, but I'm getting there and I'm feeling much better about life. Uh, my biggest issue now is I gained some weight while I was sick. I need to, uh, need to lose some of the weight and uh, I need to uh, uh, get more sleep. <laughs> it's funny. I, there was a statistic came across the board yesterday that said um, the average person, if they go to bed one hour earlier, will shave 270 calories off of their diet, their daily diet. And I'm sitting there going, okay, uh, I, I deal with news all day long. Uh, duh. Okay, D-U-H with an exclamation point. Uh, because if you go to bed an hour early, if you stay in, up an hour later, what are you going to do in that hour? Probably watch TV or play a game or something, right? And what are you going to do to help keep yourself awake? You're going to eat some potato chips or a cookie or uh, you know chocolate milk or soda pop or something. And the 270 calories are there. It's... It, to me, it's like, well, if you go to bed earlier, you won't eat while you're sleeping. Like, yeah, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Tell me something I didn't already know. Uh, Going to talk about some cool stuff today. Uh, let's see if I can get to the right page. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the face, Facebook and uh, the, the formula they use to give you what you see on Facebook every day. I think that's fascinating. We're also going to talk a little bit about, by the way, we'll, we'll talk about advertising. Uh, the other day, not the other day, yesterday, I went on online and ordered, uh, did a search, and, and that was my big mistake, and then ordered uh, some shirts online. We have a new FM frequency, so I was going to order, I ordered some new shirts, and I'm going to have them sent to me, and then I'm going to put logos, the, the new logo, 92.5 FM on it. Uh, and... You know, speaking of algorithms and formulas and everything, now I am inundated. Every side I go has an advertisement for shirts, polo shirts everywhere. And it's like, um, guys, I already got them. I know I was searching for them, but I'm not going to buy more. I bought six. I'm not going to buy more. Simmer down on this, sending me everything. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Uh, it's crazy. I'm, I've kind of gotten over the if you say something and then it appears in your ad in an ad on your page later. Kind of understanding that now and just got to watch what you say and who you say it around. Uh, but uh, it, it's still crazy to me that I did. Uh, I, I spent five minutes yesterday looking for shirts and now 
every site I go to, Facebook or websites, uh, there's shirts everywhere. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about inflation a little bit. Boy, the number today, holy smokes. Okay, so you heard yesterday's report. Inflation is up 7.5% from a year ago. Seems like way more than that, but up 7.5% from a year ago. Uh, somebody went through and said, okay, well, let's take the average family. And they went through and they took a single person. They took a young marriage. They took a family with kids and they took uh, retired people and they averaged out how much money they spend on everything. Every month we're talking about, uh, home, uh, you know, mortgages. We're talking about electric bills. We're talking about, you know, gas, water, et cetera. Uh, we're talking about groceries. We're talking about gas. And uh, and let me take out the mortgage. They didn't put the mortgage in there. They took everything else, though. And they calculated that the average family, so this includes all of us, you and I, and everyone we know, spends $250 more a month than we did one year ago for the exact same thing. You think about that. I mean, you want to talk fixed income? And, you know, and... and it's funny because uh, my, my, you know, my dad is retired. I'm not that far away from retirement. So I understand what fixed income means, but don't we all kind of have a fixed income? Uh, there's really not any way for me to make, and short of getting another job, which anybody could do. And my income is, is pretty much fixed. I'm not complaining about money. I'm just saying we all have a fixed income, but you want to talk about fixed income and the fact that uh, $250 more a month came right out of our pockets. That is a number that blows me away. You, you know, you hear the percent. I went up such and such a percent. In in this case, in one year, January 2020 to January 2021, it went up 7.5%. It's like, okay, well, that's a percent. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a percent. You know, I don't know. How much does that mean? 50 bucks a month? I don't know. Well, what that means now, they put it in direct relation to you and numbers and that number is staggering to me, $250 a month more for the exact same thing a year ago. And, 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 and it makes sense. I mean, you, you talk about if you get a car that gets great gas mileage, right? Say you've got a 35-mile-per-gallon car. You're still maybe filling it once a week or once every two weeks. Uh, let's say you fill it three times a month. That, that car that used to could fill for $25 or $30 is now $35 or $40. And so you went from maybe 80 bucks a month to 120 bucks a month just in gas for your car. If you have a car that is okay with gas, like mine, uh, I drive the company car mostly. It gets about 20 miles per gallon, a little bit less. Uh, I went from $40 to fill it up, 40 plus, maybe 45, to about $70 now fills the tank. Uh, that's, a, that's 25 bucks a tank. Uh, and then do the math on that. If I get, you know, three tanks a month or four tanks a month, that's 75 to to $100. A lot of money right out of my pocket. And I did nothing different. Uh, that never mind the price of, you know, a loaf of bread. You know, a loaf of bread is two fifty now for a, a, a regular pretty much loaf of bread. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and so it goes. Inflation is right now is, is absolutely brutal. And Joe Biden's solution, and, you know, and I talked to Jimmy Keston about this earlier today. Uh, Joe Biden's solution is to throw more money at the problem. 
It's like he's got gas. And he's like, hey, here, let me spray this liquid on your fire. All you're going to do is make it worse, Joe, by throwing more money at it, money that doesn't exist. Uh, but the thing I was talking to Jimmy about was uh, a lot of the national issues that are prevalent in modern society right now. And I'm talking about current hot button issues like uh, critical race theory, like uh, criticism and defunding of the police. A lot of that stuff really doesn't have much of an effect here in St. George, Utah, here in Washington County. Because we have a very conservative community, we have very conservative leaders, and we are uh, localized in the way we are ruled. And, you know, and, and, and so some of that stuff we're able to push away and say, no, not here. We don't want it. But inflation, like it or not, inflation touches here as much or more than anywhere else. And, and so we can be insulated from some of the big national hot-button issues. I, don't, I, I know we have a little bit of a police, police shortage, but if you ask any of our police officers here in St. George or Washington or Santa Clara Ivins or, or wherever, uh, they're going to say, you know what, we get, a, we get a lot of respect from our citizenry here. Everybody, everybody is respectful. Not everybody. Most everybody is respectful to the police. And that's not the case in a lot of other parts of the country. So we're able to escape some of that those national issues. But we cannot escape inflation. It's here. You do uh, the gas average. We were above the, the average price of gas for the entire country for a long, long time. We're currently below the national average. But for a long, long time, we pay more for gas than I think it was like 45 out of the 50 states. We, we paid more. Now that is, like I said, it's not the case anymore. Average price of gas right now three thirty-seven a gallon in Utah, three forty-eight a gallon in the country. So we're actually below average at this moment. But for a while there, it was it was not that way. Oh, by the way, and if you go uh, across the border into Mesquite, it goes from three sixty-nine a gallon or three thirty-six a gallon, excuse me, three thirty-seven to three eighty-nine. And if you go a little bit further in that corner of Nevada and go into California, average price of gas in California is four sixty eight a gallon. That is higher than Hawaii, by the way, just for the record. And that's the most I've ever paid for gas was when on vacation in Hawaii. So, yeah, inflation, as much as we try to get away from all the other big issues, if inflation is here. We've seen it in the price of our houses. We've seen it in the price of our cars. We've seen it in the price of gasoline, our utility bills, our groceries. It's here. We got to figure out what to do about it, but throwing more money at it seems like a very, very uh, bad idea. All right, let's go to the phone line. Seth has been hanging on. What's going on this morning, Seth? Happy Friday to you. How about how I lost thirty pounds? You lost thirty pounds. I didn't think you had thirty to lose. You're not very big. Uh, well, you know, um, all <laughs> that uh, soda pop and potato chips, right? They add up. I, you know, Seth, I've only met you a couple of times, but I don't, it doesn't seem like you had an extra 30 on your frame to lose. I don't know how, you must be skin and bones now. Well, no, this was uh, several years ago. Oh, okay. All right. This is, so I probably saw you after the weight loss. Yes. And uh, so um, I'm going to do real quick is Stephen Gundry, the longevity paradox. Okay. Long, longevity paradox. I don't know what that means. Tell me. Well, uh, he's got two books, The Plant Paradox, Plants and Things That We're Eating. Uh, we're serotip- uh, we're uh, creating a situation where we're poisoning ourselves 
with the things we love to eat. Yeah, like Twinkies. All right, and so <laughs> he goes through it very meticulously, very scientifically, and he explains to you, at least in my case, deadly nightshade family has been thickening my blood. Hmm, okay. Now, do you know what those are? Uh, it seemed like we talked about this once before, maybe a year or so ago, but you'll have to explain again to me. Well, it's the uh, deadly nightshade, tomato, potato, peppers, eggplants. Oh. Uh, uh, there's uh, cucumbers. There, that's not in the family. But uh, once you find out those things, uh, you avoid them and just follow what the man, uh, New York Times bestseller, The Plant Paradox, and the longevity, and since we're elderly and thinking about retirement and our bodies are not cooperating. Um, and, and so if you want what worked for me, along with exercise, distilled water, drinking half your body weight, washing out the toxins, and staying away from smoked meat. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold whoa, everything. Whoa, Hold minute. everything. Over the line. <laughs> That's right. You went a little mm-hmm. too far, Seth. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, there's a recommendation, massive vitamin D as in dog, C, mm-hmm. um, do the things to keep our immune system in top order. Uh, most of us are dehydrated, and there's really simple stuff to do. And intermittent fasting, uh, shut off the food valve uh, mm-hmm. at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and don't eat till afternoon the next day. Oh, wow, that's a long fast. 24 hours? No, no, um, something less than that. 21, uh, 20? Yeah, as much as you can possibly handle, Hmm. restrict the the kind of things you eat and exercise and do the the standard things that people talk about. And I guarantee you it works. A lot of times when you're hungry, you're actually dehydrated. Good point. Good point. In fact, someone once told me if you're thirsty, that means you were already hydrated and you really need to catch up. (laughs) Well, uh, there's lots of approaches, but that worked for me, and I would suggest that uh, Stephen Gundry's book, The Longevity Paradox, as a matter of fact, I keep the cover, and I hand it out to folks that are having trouble at the the farmer's market. Longevity Paradox. I'm writing it down right now. What was the guy's name again? Uh, Stephen Gundry. Stephen Gundry. Okay. I will Mm -hmm. look into it, Seth, for sure. Well, I, you know, it, it, it works for some people, and, and it certainly worked for me, and I've been following it ever since. I was wanting to ask Dr. Blodgett about, I ran across two words 25 years ago um, on Art Bell in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, brilliant, to this day, uh, linguist was on talking about future events that he was able to mine from reading people's emails around the world okay so one of the here's the two words that stuck out and he didn't know like a lot of things what they meant and the two words together are israeli mistake okay israeli mistake. the israeli mistake is that for some unexplained reason For six months or a year, large number of young people of soldiering age 
suddenly began to die of strokes, heart, uh, heart attacks, uh, clotting, lung problems, upper respiratory, and other things that weren't happening in the population before. And that the civilians, the people in the country, decided that they would take revenge in their dying days on the media, on the doctors, on the nurses, on the CDC, on people who contributed to their demise. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, he discarded it because there was no way 25 years ago he could envision why it would occur. Hmm. Yeah. Now, we all know that Israel has taken five vaccines, up to five vaccines, and they're considered some of the, I think, the number one major country with maximum vaccination rates uh, for COVID. Okay. So I was going to ask the doctor if, if uh, England, I think, uh, the British Isles, I think they're in a high number, too. And I've noticed that in Canada, uh, when the truckers and the miners uh, descend on Ottawa, suddenly Trudeau goes into hiding and that people across the United States, Biden, the mayors, all of these people suddenly are, are maybe figuring out that maybe six foot and masks and uh, vac- one vaccine right after another may not work. Mm-hmm. And in fact, people who do all those things are contracting the disease and that like the Israeli mistake, it's coming to the Super Bowl this weekend. Hallelujah. <laughs> they're yeah. going to put truck. Apparently, they're talking about and they're, they're having security that truckers and miners and farmers may interrupt the uh, great big Super Bowl. And who knows? There may not be enough uh, Doritos to stock up on to <laughs> enjoy your football game with some Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah, there may not be. There may not be, so, Seth. Uh, and that it's spreading. It, there's uh, Apparently, as soon as it warms up, because we Americans are just too fragile to do anything during the winter months, in the springtime, a convoy is supposed to proceed across the United States and, and visit the Biden route, uh, regime wherever he's hiding. Probably going to be hanging out in Delaware, I'm guessing. I got to run, Seth. I got folks on hold. Thank you for calling today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Let's go to, uh, you know, I'm going to push a button here and see if I can have it not be distorted. All right. Uh, Hey, you're on with Andy. Hopefully, no Mickey Mouse voice. Are you there? I am. How are you? Hey, you sound normal, too. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for calling and holding on. What's on your mind? You sound normal, too. (laughs) I'm anything but. (laughs) When you talk about inflation uh, and the gas prices at three thirty-five gallon, that uh, that certainly is not down here. It must be up north because I yeah. just passed two service stations. You know, the cheapest here in town, I think, is probably three fifty at Maverick. Um, right down there on Redcliffe Drive is like four oh four for um, for a gallon of gas. So, you know, we're we don't count down here. We're not part of that <laughs> three thirty-five gallon. No way. 
Well, inflation here is much higher than, in fact, even up north. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I agree that the, uh, the gas has gotten. Uh, I mean, at least we're down a little, right? It was three eighty. It was close to four dollars. Not not that long ago. Well, if you want to buy gas without all the taxes, you go out to the Shibwitz uh, station out there past Kenta. It's about thirty cents a gallon less out there than and uh, here in town. Really, that might be oh, worth yeah. the drive. Uh, how far is it? it is. Do you think from from St. George it, City? It's about. It's about well, about two miles past Kayenta on the left. So maybe uh, 10, 15 so, miles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the very most. But if you, if you live in Santa Clara, then you're only about five miles away from it. Yeah. Hmm. So, That's a good idea. That's a good yeah, tip. It, uh, it is a, you know, they're generally pretty busy because people people know about it. But they don't have all the, uh, the state taxes because it's reservation. Hmm. I might have to make a trip out there. I like that. That's a good, that's a good idea. I yep. have you ever have you ever used a Gas Buddy app? There's an app out there that will tell you where cheap gases are. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have, and uh, but that particular one uh, is not on that app. Okay. So, but yeah, check it out. I will. Thanks for the tip. Anything yeah, else? Take care. All right. Take nope, care. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Had a couple of people hang up. If you want to call now, I'd be glad to hear from you, 673-5890. Also got uh, a couple of texts in here. I'm going to try to read them in the order that they came. Uh, hey, Andy, I know you're talking about inflation, but I would like to comment on your statement all as well. And Zion, I'm paraphrasing, but that is a dangerous outlook. We need to be vigilant to pay attention to all issues that are threatening our liberties, even here in southern Utah. Yeah, I know Steve has called a few times and talked about liberty and and the, the freedom to choose. Uh, when we were talking about digital driver's licenses the other day, and Steve's like, look, I don't want one, but if they want to offer them and have it be a choice, I'm okay with that. If someone does want them, let them get one. And, and maybe that's the heart of things right now. If they're going to force us, on, and that's kind of what the, this, the article I was reading from, that was kind of the, the, the tack they were taking is they're going to, everyone is going to have to have a digital driver's license, not a card. Uh, and, then, and then you start taking away liberties. Now let's go back to the phone lines. Vic, what's up? No, Richard. Sorry, Richard, what's up? Oh, a couple things. Yeah. How you been, man? I've been good. Good. Thanks for calling in today. Uh, the subject is you had that mayor from Ivan's on yesterday and just talking about water conservation, and then you have the other mayor and talk about water conservation. Sure. Okay, let's see. Washington City is building a 20-field complex of soccer. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that's going to be after her. Oh, is it? That's the real stuff. <laughs> and out of the Shibwitz reservation right by that gas station the guy was talking about, mm-hmm. they're clearing off big fields for a bunch of soccer fields. I guess some company's going to run and promote these soccer parks. And it's going to be real grass, taking lots of water, yeah. right? Mm. So it sounds like we got all kinds of water if we need it for sports fields and stuff. But i got to cut <laughs> my lawn back. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Where, where's the line? Where's the line that we draw, Richard, on on recreation and, and attracting people versus all of us who already live here? Who, oh, by the way, cut your, you know, get rid of your grass. That's a, that's a great point. 
You know, and that guy talked about the driver's license things. I guess he brought that up the other day. Boy, that would be a can of worms. You know, just one more thing. Somebody can steal your identity and yeah. get all your information, you know, because everybody can hack everything nowadays, it seems like. And yeah, it'll, it'll go from ha- carrying around a little card that has your name, age, and weight to basically anybody in the world accessing all your data. And, and, and that's why I really hate the idea of a digital driver's license, for sure. So do I. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Let's go to line two. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? Yeah. I yesterday had, I think, the mayor hard on from Ivan's. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those who is opposed to tearing out all the grass. I I don't think we need large grass yards. But apparently, I lived in California, and California isn't any better than Utah, except if you've ever been there, it's a pretty state, and it's pretty because it's green. Yeah. If you ever go down. Highway one or out the north, you get into those pine trees, into the into the sequoia trees and all it's that. And, beautiful, and yeah. that's why that's why people live like to live in California because it's green. And here, Red Rock's nice, but it's not as nice as as uh, green trees and, and lawn. And I don't think we need big yards. I don't have a big yard front yard, but I do have a little bit of lawn. I have a backyard which I don't have lawn in. I just let it kind of go as it is, but. I believe people who want to tear everything out are like those who want to wear masks. They they believe that's the way to go. But we we, we need to conserve water. I agree there. And water does. And sometimes we just need to make sure the manufacturers who, who make all these sprinklers and that make them so that they don't run into the streets. But right. I'm opposed to just tearing everything up. If you uh, big yard, front yard maybe, but a little bit rest. Makes makes everything just look a lot nicer than having rock. I have neighbors who, well, on both sides and down the road, tore out their grass and put in rock and that. And it looks terrible. I mean, Dude. I don't care what you say. Rock is not a beautiful type thing. So I'm just opposed to uh, all these mayors saying we need to tear everything up and just. Uh, well, they're, and, they're, and they're not just saying it. They're doing it. St. George City has already started tearing out a whole bunch of grass and what they say, they say yeah. is just decorative. And yeah. uh, my, I guess my question is, is this an overreaction? Is this a permanent solution to a temporary problem? I don't know the answer to that, but it's certainly food for thought. And it sure is. I, we start Once you start tearing things out like you're doing, you know, it's hard to replace it. If we ever get, you know, if we ever get a lot of rain and snow and that eventually down the road 10 years from now, people will say, gee. We shouldn't have done that now. So maybe it is an overreaction. But yeah. I just think we need to be careful about. I, I'm not opposed to turf, if, but turf costs money. If you start planting everything, yes, it does. Uh, it, it, it costs, and a lot of people can't afford it. I know there are people who can, but I couldn't afford to put my lawn. I'm not. I'm not I don't have a big front yard, but I don't want to tear it all out and then have to put turf in too. That's to me is stupid. So I'm just one of those who are opposed to. Uh, tear anything out uh, unless it's, you know, really a waste of water and type thing. So yeah, that's well, my thought. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Time to get in a weather break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the hot issue. If you're on hold, please be patient. We will get to you.
favorite topic, as always, Troy. And I guess you have a few questions for me, huh? I do, yeah. We, <laughs> I'm always telling people, here's what I like to cook. Mm-hmm. I think what everybody wants to know is, what do you like to cook, and how do you do it? You know, a few years ago, maybe two, it was right after you and I met, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you opened your store, I'd stop by a local grocery store, and I came across something called a turkey tenderloin. And I'm like, well, what is that? I'd never had it before. I didn't buy it at the time. Mm -hmm. But a friend had asked me if I would smoke some turkey for him for Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, sure. I was going to spazcock it, whatever. Well, he shows up with two turkey tenderloins and says, hey, will you smoke these for me? And I was like, okay, I've never done that before, but I'll look it up, and I'll call Troy and, hey, what do I do with this (laughs) thing? And and uh, yeah, it, it turned uh, it turned pretty magical. And I've actually come to really love turkey tenderloin. One of the great things about it, it's like a three hour smoke. Now, if you're talking, you know, you know, pork butt or brisket or whatever, you're talking 12, 16, 18, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Three hour smoke is really short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that because I know that you're a big turkey guy. Yeah, I and love so turkey. You're always talking about yeah. whenever you can. It's like, oh, I want to do turkey this, turkey that. And that's <laughs> That's cool, but um, when you started talking about this turkey tenderloin, I'd never done one before. Yeah, I'm like I don't even know where the loin of the turkey is. I, I don't. How, I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, of course, there's pork loins, and that's uh-huh. going to be similar. So if you like um, same, something, same cook, something yeah. a little bit smaller that's going to cook um, a little quicker than the pork loin is great. But you've had really good success with turkey loin. What do you put on it? Now, it takes really good to flavors, and that's one of the things I like about turkey is you can kind of it, – it, it's an open palate. You can yeah. make it anything you want. It, it, it absorbs the smoke really well. You have a good smoke flavor. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm so partial to the uh, Jolly Rogers Loot and Booty. Yeah. Uh, I put that on there often if I want – one of the little secrets I found, I think Yori actually told me this, Yori Ludvig, Ludvigsen, our friend, and it, yeah. uh, he has this powdered uh, Frank's Red Hot. Oh, sure, yeah. And I'll put just a little teeny bit of that before I put on the Jolly Roger, the Which is booty. a garlic jalapeno. Yeah, rub, so it yeah. has just a little kick to it, and I found that to be the best flavoring for it. And then, of course, then I'll pick up my favorite sauce at the barbecue pit stop and dip it, too. Of course, you're a big sauce guy also. So, <laughs> all right, there it is, Andy's favorite thing to cook, the turkey yeah, tenderloin turkey tenderloin welcome back got a little barbecue tip here and there usually thursday fridays we get a little barbecue tip in there i'm andy thanks for tuning into the program this is the andy griffin show open line friday let's go right to the phone lines i'm still keeping my fingers crossed that we don't have any distorted voices hey uh, are you there I'm here. And no distorted voice. Now, i got to ask you before you go on, uh, is it Han, H-A-N, or H-A-N-S, Hans, or do you prefer Han? What, how am I going to say your name correctly? I answer to all of the above. All of the above, okay. Oh, yeah. Growing up, when Star Wars came out, take a guess what I got called. Uh, Han Solo, yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow... <clears throat> I thought everybody knew by now the reason we have to conserve water around here and rip up grass and all of that stuff is so that we can build thousands of more homes in order mm. to maintain the small town heritage and feel. <laughs> Wait a minute. What you just said is exactly incongruous. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit. It's like an oxymoron. But how many times have you heard the politicians say that? Yeah, over and over and over. Yeah, it's true. So apparently we have to rip out grass and conserve on water to build thousands of more homes to maintain the small town heritage and feel. Yeah, but th- that makes no sense. Actually, most of the things politicians say doesn't make sense, right? 
especially right. especially on a national level. But wow. Well, kind of like when you have a, a government, federal level, all the way down to state and sometimes even local, that pounds it into your head that slavery is really freedom. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> well, forcing you to take this, forcing you to do that, mandating you do this, demanding you do that. And then if you don't do it and don't comply well, then they show up with their tolerance and their help and their guns, you know, and haul you off and arrest you, maybe even kill you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, slavery is freedom. I believe, I may be wrong, but I believe that was from 1984. Uh, George Orwell. George Orwell, who had a birthday the other day. Uh, 1984. You know, the thing. one of the things about that was, you know, in, in that book, you're, every second of every day, you're monitored. They know where you are, what you're doing and everything. And I remember as a, as a young person after reading that book, I'm like, that'll never happen. There's, they, they couldn't, you know, the technology will be, never be good enough. Besides, we, as Americans, we would never submit to that. And then, you know, somebody invented these little computers that we carry around with us everywhere voluntarily that track our every movement. In fact, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My, my wife has this little follow my friends thing or whatever. And sometimes I'm not very happy that my wife knows exactly where I am every second of every day. Not that I want to cheat on her, but sometimes she catches me getting a soda pop at the drink place. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and again, you know, we as a society, I mean, worldwide have just surrendered to it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but, uh, the other thing, um, to get kind of off on a little different topic, just to make sure that we can all feel much more safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Did you hear who is, um, basically heading up the Ukraine problem for the United States now? No, who did they put in charge of that? Oh, you're going to love this. I'm telling you, it's going to make you feel safer than ever. Kamala Harris. Oh, I was, I was thinking to myself, if he says, if he says her, he's got to say anybody else but her. Because remember, she was the one he put in charge of the border, right? Securing the border. Oh, yeah. yeah, that worked yeah. out really well. Oh, yeah. Well, see, and it, this is going to work out better because now she's going to fly over there and dig deep into the root causes of why Russia wants to invade Ukraine. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, she is. Because how many times did she visit the border? Well, I think uh, once. Uh, once, yeah. And was hundreds, if not hundreds of miles away from where the problem really was. But that's irrelevant. Slavery is freedom. <laughs> um, but anyhow... She will. You know she will. She's going to get to those root causes, yep. you know, just like she did with our border. And then she's going to give a stirring speech that will make your heart flutter. <laughs> and it'll go something like this. To all of you Russian troops looking at invading Ukraine and you're on the border, do not invade. Do not invade. Hmm. Well, then- you remember when she said that about the illegals? Right. Uh, other than do, do, do not come, do not but, come. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was the most effective speech ever given, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it made a huge difference. <laughs> oh, not, yeah. All right, thanks for the call today. Great to talk You're to welcome. you. All right, see you later. Let's uh, let's go to line uh, three. Hey, what's going on? Are you there? Is this me? Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Hey, my yeah. So I'm actually in the landscape business. Uh, you know. Yeah, you're there on the front lines. I'd love to hear from you, your take on the whole greenery thing. Yeah, so um, I just think that, you know, we as Americans do have to be a little bit more conservative. But if you want and you love your grass, let's please investigate in your watering systems. Um, Mm. There's overwatering countless. I maintain over, you know, 
thousands of homes actually in southern Utah and the water usage that we are putting out on these lawns are phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. We saved, you know, in last year uh, over 600,000 gallons of water that was just being wasted on uh, dead plants and uh, holes that had no plants. So, um, you know, just be more conservative. Maybe, you know, spend a little bit of money to investigate into your water if you want your grass. Well, one of the things I would say is, and I know they're getting better at simplifying watering systems, but I remember the very first house I bought, it, and somebody put in a, you know, a, one of those little panels that controls your sprinkler system, and I looked at it, and I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. The, to me, there wasn't a central, even when I figured out the keyboard and how to do everything, I wasn't sure how long, how many times, and things like that. Uh, you're right there in the business uh, when it gets hot, it's July, it's 103 during the middle of the day. How much grass or how much water does my grass need? Depends on your, you know, your nozzles, your pressure. So there okay. is a lot of factors that go into it. And there are efficient nozzles. Um, uh, so, but if you're, you know, everyday uh, regular nozzles, you know, you only, only want to water for four minutes a day. Uh, two start times, so an a.m. p.m., let's stay in that 8 p.m. to a.m. zone. Um, and you can even lower that in four, four to three to four days. And, you know, you might ha- not have the luscious, but it will be green. Yeah, that's all we need, right? Yeah, that's all you so, need. And then a lot of people like that top green growth. You got you to gotta fertilize those roots hmm. um, so you get greener grass. I'm not saying do over fertilize. It's just you know, educate yourself if you're wanting green turf, um, and then even reduction. You know, you can still have green turf, but maybe minimize that two thousand square feet to thousand square feet. What do you think of? I know it puts you out of business. What do you think about artificial turf? Uh, there are definitely some some shortcomings with it. It costs a lot of money. It also gets really really hot. And, you know, we, we just put a little patch, a little, like 10 by 8, 10 by 9, I think it is, patch in our backyard of artificial turf. Uh, during the summertime, it was not pleasant to walk on or be around. I'm not a fan of artificial turf because you're right. It is extremely hot um, and very expensive. Um, and it doesn't put me out of business because everybody wants it, and I put it in. Oh, okay. Um, so it's uh, not necessarily easy money, but um, uh, my take on it is uh, – I like green. I like real green. I like trees. Um, just, you know, if, if you're wanting to go that direction, make sure you're not getting a botched job or um, you're, you're paying the money to get it right. Because you can also install a, uh, a watering system to cool down your grass. Um, you can leave your sprinklers in there. Uh, but I've done it a couple times and the, you know, people, the customer has really appreciated it because then they can go out, you know, and their kids can play on it because they just wet it down a little bit. Hmm. All right. Hey, thanks for the call today. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Good take. All right, let's go. Uh, let's keep it going before I go to commercial break. One more call. Vic, what's up? 
Uh, not much this, uh, this morning. Any uh, real quick, three subjects, uh, very, uh, very light on each one. You touched on one is the heat. Everybody's concerned about global warming. I believe in global warming. I don't believe it's man-made, but I believe, you know, the billions of years we go through hot and cold cycles. But, you know, you take away all that grass, grass has a cooling effect. Now you're putting in rocks and artificial turf. It's just going to, you know, give out more heat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what happened, you know, nationally and globally uh, as time went on through the years, more concrete, more macadam, you know, more uh, uh, more parking lots uh, where there used to be ground that had a cooling effect. And so it kind of raises the temperature. But anyway, that, that's one thing, you know, it gives off a lot more heat than grass does. Mm-hmm. The other thing uh, was the uh, far as losing weight. I used to be 250 pounds in my 20s, and um, um, it just something clicked in the brain. You know, my body's like a vehicle. It needs to be maintained, and all I'm doing is feeding it crap. Mm. <laughs> so I just changed my whole uh, attitude toward my body, and uh, I weigh 192 right now. So it's, uh, and, and, and I am blessed with willpower. I, I can just turn something off, um, like wine or having a beer. If I say, well, I'm, you know, I'm gaining a few pounds. I just want to stop that. I can do that. I can just turn it off in, you know, two, three months without having a beer or wine. No big deal. And now, the last subject. I went the other day and uh, bought a beer in Maverick. And uh, usually, like Harmons, they would ask you your date of birth. But now, and, and, uh, now um, Maverick is asking for your license and scanning the barcode on the back. Really? Yeah. That's so new. what is the state doing with that information now? Now, obviously, if you're – now, I, I was 24 years old when I made a stupid decision of drinking and driving, and I haven't – haven't had any alcohol in my system when I drive a vehicle from that day on. I mean, I could have killed some people, but it was a lesson learned. And uh, but now I'm thinking, well, maybe the state wants an information. If you get a DUI or something like that, they can see, well, you just bought a beer at this time, and you know. So I'm just wondering why the state needs to scan your license and not just ask for your birthday. So, well, that's but anyway, great, yeah, that's a great, three. great question. Thank you, Vic, for the call. I appreciate right. it. Okay, hey, like, bye bye. That got me wondering, uh, you know, when we're talking about digital driver's licenses, it got me wondering about uh, how much of my information is kept somewhere by someone. And uh, I had someone on the show, a, a, an expert last year, he said, don't be fooled. Everything you do, everything that, that is written somewhere from emails to information to, you know, if you fill out a thing for a loan, uh, when you... Pay something, pay for something with a credit card. When you, I'll give them your driver's license. Apparently, they're scanning barcodes now. Somebody's paying attention to it. Somebody's keeping it. Whether well, I don't know if it's the state or who's doing it, but uh, Vic mentioned he went and bought a beer at Maverick. I'll bet somebody somewhere is keeping track of that. They want to know how many beers in Mavericks Vic buys, or how many beers period uh, we buy, or how many I don't know Mountain Dews someone buys, or how many. <sighs> You know, gallons of gas each person is using. All that information is there, and I'm not naive enough to think that nobody's paying attention to it. I think somebody out there is collecting it, and they have an ulterior motive. And uh, what was the old saying? When you get arrested, it can and will be used against you. Well, I think everything we do can and will be used against us. Uh, all right. I missed a break. I'm going to get a break in real quick. Thank you again to Joe Shoney, sponsor of this show since his inception. Joe Shoney is a loan consultant, and his specialty is customer service. That's why he gets, out of uh, more than 600 reviews online, a 4.9 out of 5 stars on his reviews. It's Joe Shoney with New American Funding. Phone number is 435-590-6300, NMLS 121041. 
All right, welcome back. BYU won in overtime last night. I am not going to lie. I'm a BYU fan, but I couldn't make it. I went to bed at halftime. It was still after 10, but uh, yeah, when they start at 9 o'clock, that's, that's a tough Tough call when you have to be here at 5 a.m. All right, let me catch up on some texts during the program. Uh, let's see. Uh, got one text talking about the rising price of illegal and illicit drugs. That may be what's making crime go up. Good take on that one. Uh, if you have to pay more to get your uh, your crack or your fentanyl or whatever it is, then, uh, yeah, that's, uh, then you're going to rob more. You're going you're gonna to steal more. Uh, let's see. Someone disagrees with Seth about nightshades, uh, singing the praises of potatoes as being antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, and full of amino acids, along with lysine. Uh, so, okay, cool. Thank you. Good take on that one. I like potatoes. I'm going to keep eating them, uh, no matter what Seth says. Another person, we talked about going out to the Shivwitz gas station. It's about 15 miles out. They said, look, driving 15 miles to save 30 cents a gallon and then 15 miles back, uh, you might save five or six bucks on a on a tank, and then how much is your time worth? Because it's obviously going to cost you probably forty five minutes or, or an hour to go out there and get that. Something to think about if you are going to drive out and save money on gas. Uh, another person we were talking about uh, taking grass out of public areas. Uh, this person texts and says, "City mayors control growth, so." You don't have to destroy our beauty. I need to have some greenery to keep the heat down. Okay, I agree. And then uh, Jan, thank you, Jan, for texting in. Very, very, very long text. I don't really have time to to read it all. The gist of it, though, is Seth is correct when he's talking about uh, uh, weight loss. Uh, read Stephen Gundry's book. Uh, and it also, uh, Jen says she gave up uh, gluten, which also cut a lot of sugar out of her diet and she was able to lose some weight. Jan is 74 and healthy. Cool. Thank you, Jan, for the text. We're down to about a minute left in the program. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, you're the last call of the day. What's on your mind? Is that me? That's you. Yep. Um, if they want to scan my uh, driver's license, I just leave the product and say, no, thank you. And Ooh. leave. Took a hard line and said, I don't want, no thanks, I'll go somewhere nope. else. We're not China yet, so let's fight back. All right. Good call. Good take. I appreciate your perspective on that one. Yeah, they want to they learn everything about you. Here, look, if you're going to buy something that requires an age requirement, show them your license. Even let them, you know, write, write things down. But, uh, yeah, you don't need to know everything about me. That's a good take on that one. I appreciate you calling in and and uh, giving your ideas here. There were a couple of other things, and I don't really have time. I thought this one was fascinating, though. Uh, if you recall, last well, it's been a year and a half, two years, Utah, uh, for last year, lowered the uh, requirements for a DUI. Uh, they they lowered it thinking they could save lives from 0.08% to 0.05%. Well, guess what, folks? It worked. The number of fatalities dropped by more than 18%. Even though Utah, there were more people and they drove more than ever before, fatalities went down from 2019 to 2020 when uh, that law was enacted. Now, it was a deadly year this last year, and we'll have to see how many of those fatalities actually have to do with alcohol. But 
You know, I was one of those people that said, look, if you're going to drink, don't drive. If you're going to drink one drink, it's it's just not worth it. Don't drive. And uh, again, uh, it's hard to argue with the numbers on this one. They lowered the uh, lowered the blood alcohol con- uh, content for getting arrested. And it was a deterrent. It actually saved lives. Sometimes, uh, sometimes well, it's a good idea to uh, put some things in place to help keep us safe. It's 9.59 on KDXU. We've run out of time. Thank you so much for calling today and all the texts in the program. Uh, on Monday, we will be back. Got a couple of got a, got a, uh, Larry Gelwix is going to be on the show. Also, a guy by the name of Richard Serrett. Google. They're good guys.